I remember early on in my spiritual development feeling like I was winning in a lot of areas. I felt like I, I could really like take the Word of God and apply it to my life. And this was the one area that I couldn't. And I remember feeling a lot of shame because of that. I remember feeling like I wasn't good enough. I, I remember feeling like because I couldn't win, I wasn't a godly man. Or because I was struggling with this, I was the only one struggling with this. And it was, it was a really lonely feeling because I was scared to tell people. I was scared to even tell my closest friends. I was scared to tell my Christian mentors because I didn't want to be looked down upon. I didn't, I didn't want to be um, kind of cast out or, or shamed for what I was feeling. Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men quit pornography. So you can change your brain heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Hey, everyone. I'm here today with my brother-in-law, Cooper Cadle. What's up, Cooper? Hey, Drew. So I am so thrilled that Cooper is the first guest on Husband Material on our weekly videos and podcast, not only because we're related, but because he's free from porn and my sister gets a porn-free husband, which is pretty great. Yeah, it's awesome. So we share this passion for seeing Christian men set free, just like we've been set free. Cooper, how long have you been free from porn? Drew, honestly, at some point I quit counting. I, I know it's been at least a few years. Uh, I've been out of college for almost five years now, and... I have been free from porn since my first year or second year out. So it's been at least two or three years. Um, it feels weird to say that I like at some point had to just stop counting. And so yeah, it's been at least that long. That's fantastic. And how did that happen for you? It was, it was a process. So it was a, it was a long process, but it was a process. And I remember in college, after making a decision, hey, I want to give my life to Christ. Like, I want to go all in for Jesus. And when I did that, I remember my life radically changing. I gave up alcohol. I gave up um, a lot of different areas of my life, my anger issues, just a lot of different things that, that I struggled with, areas of sin. Uh, but that was not one that I was able to give lordship to Jesus in. Like, I just struggled with it. And after a couple of years of growing uh, in my relationship with Christ, I just began to feel helpless in that area. And it, it probably wasn't until I was really ready to admit that I was addicted and that I needed help. Uh, and what I was trying wasn't working. And only then did I actually start to see success. Yeah, I remember you telling me how alone you felt. I did feel alone. I remember early on in my spiritual development feeling like I was winning in a lot of areas. I felt like I, I could really like take the word of God and apply it to my life. And this was the one area that I couldn't. And I remember feeling a lot of shame because of that. I remember feeling like I wasn't good enough. I, I remember feeling like because I couldn't win, I wasn't a godly man or because I was struggling with this. I was the only one struggling with this. And it was, it was a really lonely feeling because I was scared to tell people. I was scared to even tell my closest friends. I was 
scared to tell my Christian mentors because I didn't want to be looked down upon. I didn't, I didn't want to be um, kind of cast out or, or shamed for what I was feeling. Yeah. And then at one point you said, okay, I give up. I can't do this on my own. And then what happened? I, ha- I got help. I was met with, <laughs> I expected to just be like, you know, cast out or, you know, put aside and shamed. And what happened was, uh, I was met with a lot of grace and a lot of love. I had a couple men who were willing to kind of take me under their wing and say, Hey, look, here's what you need to do. Go through this material or go, uh, dig into this area of your life and let me help you. Um, it was really weird being able to open up about all of the deepest, darkest things that I'd been struggling with, the things that I was terrified to tell people for years. And then all of a sudden be met with grace and love and, and truth. And it was just, whew, that was surprising. Yeah. I've experienced the same thing. It's like each time I would tell my story, I'd reveal just a little bit more and like, okay, are they going to hate me now? <laughs> and, and no, they didn't. And then there was one time when I was in college, when I shared my specific sexual attractions and the sexual fetish that I experienced. And oh my word, that was the most terrifying thing I'd ever done. And it's like in that moment when people simply accept you in just this kind of empty space, like, yeah, okay. It was like, the truth sunk in that these things that I hate myself about don't disqualify me from being loved. And if these sinful, immature college students can accept me, how much more will my father in heaven wrap his arms around me in those moments? Yeah, those were all things that the scripture says are true about us. But when you're dealing with sexual sin, when you are trapped in uh, pornography, masturbation, any other, you know, fantasy or sexual sin, like, it's hard to believe that those things are true. It's real. I mean, you can hear them all day, but until you take a risk and share and put it all out on the table, and when you're completely vulnerable with all the truth on the table, and then somebody else meets you with, hey, that's okay. It's okay that you've done that. It's okay you've looked at that. It's okay that you feel that way. It's okay that you're still struggling with it. Only until then is it like really starting to, uh, I don't know, until then you can start to believe the things that God says about you. Yeah, that's right. Because until you open up about those things, when people accept you, they haven't accepted everything yet because you haven't shared everything yet. So you got into some groups, you had some mentors. And then you took your healing to a deeper level. How did, how did that happen for you? To be honest, I think it was just a guy in my life who um, said, hey, you should consider doing some full-time counseling in this area. And I just laughed at him. I was like, no shot. Like, I'm not a crazy person. Like, I don't need counseling. And at some point, during the process of me confessing sin regularly, really getting everything out there in the open and then being met with that grace and love. I was, 
I no longer felt the shame that I had started to feel and I was still struggling. So there was no shame on this end, but there was still this feeling of helplessness over here. And so somewhere in that gap of no longer feeling this, but still needing more help, I was like, all right, I'm going to try counseling. I'm going to go to, uh, I went to pure desire counseling. I got a guy who was willing to help me through this and we met up about every 10 days and it was incredible. I remember having, it was the first relationship that I, I remember feeling I can put everything out there. I'm, I had no fear of consequences, no fear of punishment, no fear of judgment. Uh, oh, it felt good. It felt really good to have somebody there uh, that loved me and wanted to help me and knew what they were doing. And it was awesome. Yes. And pure desire is awesome. So check out the show notes for a link to get pure desire counseling or pure desire online groups. And I can also testify they are an amazing ministry. And Cooper, it blesses me so much that you went through that before you met my sister. Like, no kidding. Yeah. I still think about just how lucky I am. I mean, nothing on, on my own accord did I, uh, do I take credit for that. I really believe that the Lord just blessed me with the right men at the right time. And um, I'm really, really thankful because I know that there are a lot of men out there that uh, brought this into their marriage. And that just probably adds so much more shame. It adds so much more guilt. It makes it harder to come out and put all of the truth on the table for someone else. Um, and so I know the longer you're in it, the longer or the harder it is, the longer you're in it, the harder it is to really be vulnerable with what you're struggling with. And so I feel really blessed that I caught it this early. Yeah. Um, but I know that there are a lot of men out there that weren't as lucky. Yeah. I mean, we both have that story of God saved our marriages before they started. That's really a good way to put that. He really did. Yeah, he did. Um, and for those of you guys who are married, hey, healing is possible. It is a lot harder because there are actually three healings that need to take place. You as an individual, your spouse, and the relationship. And it gets really expensive too. And especially if there are kids in the picture. But for all you young guys out there, like, man, you have the golden opportunity. So, Cooper, it sounds to me like counseling was a little bit different than you expected. I thought it was going to be, I really did. I don't know what it was, the perception I had of someone who would go through counseling or who would seek out professional help for this. I just thought that they had to be really far gone and doing some really terrible things. And turns out that wasn't true at all. And, um, it was foolish of me to compare any of the sexual sin that I was struggling with, with anyone else's sexual sin. Um, and I was really glad that I ended up doing it. Cooper, what's the best part about being free from porn? Mm. So a couple days ago, I found out that I'm going to be a daddy. I, I know, right? I'm going to be a daddy. And I am so excited. I cannot wait for this kid to come, him, maybe her. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my niece or nephew. Yes. And I, I just can't be, I couldn't be more excited. But uh, I was at a men's conference this past weekend. And one of the men who actually helped uh, 
do some material that I went through called the 33 series authentic manhood was there and spoke and I got to meet him and pray with him. And I, I think it hit me just in the perfect God's perfect timing that, um, after a long, hard road of recovery, uh, of breaking free from porn, the, the chain, the brokenness in my family and the, the generation after generation of brokenness stops with me mm. and stops. And I get to, I get to bring my son or daughter into the world and I get to bring them into a family that is free of porn and free of shame. And they, with a mom and dad who love each other intimately where the mom and dad don't, question uh each other that we love each other we know that we are enough for each other that our marriage bed is sacred and um i'm so excited to bring a son or daughter into that that they would not have to feel uh feel the shame or the guilt that uh so many families have had to feel and that my family has been struggling with for generations of brokenness and I mean, that has to be the best feeling. Um, I cannot wait. Yeah, I love how you said those curses generationally stop here. They stop now. And that's my prayer for everybody listening to this, that whatever your family background is, however broken, that it stops with you. It stops with us. And... Right now, there are more opportunities to watch pornography and sexually sin than ever. And there are also more opportunities to heal and grow and change in a deeper way than ever. So praise God for Pure Desire, for the 33 series, for husband material, and for your ministry, Cooper. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Thanks, Drew.